Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. And welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 15. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. And things are starting to move here for Mojo Sports as we look to finalize our panel for the NRL show. A couple of new panelists that will be joining uh, next week, so stay tuned for that. Um, exciting, exciting times. Um, and tonight, again, if you did, if you haven't had the chance to, uh, you know, go back and listen to our last episode, uh, we're welcoming another new panelist to our show, um, Shalise Lloyd Phillips. Welcome to the show. Um, again, go back and listen to to our last episode. But if you haven't had a chance to do that, um, Shalise, tell us a little bit about your connection to rugby league. Um, yes, yeah, so I started playing footy last year. Um, I'm in the Tashiyah Cup, so I'm under 19s, um, playing for Sydney Roosters. Um, yeah. No, that's uh, that's great to hear. And obviously, you know, we're, we're big promoters of the pathway system there. And uh, yeah, Sydney Roosters uh, player and supporter. We'll have to keep an eye on that there. I have to admit, I do get a little bit jealous as a Newcastle Knights long-suffering supporter. But anyway, hopefully things change. Kalen Ponga, please don't leave me. I don't think I could handle that. Kalen Ponga, please stay. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's dive into the DMs. Oh, and sorry, we haven't welcomed uh, Dana. Dana, you're here, but you're not here. Um, obviously, battling a little bit of a voice issue. Um, you know, for those that don't know, you run a f- uh, professional photography uh, business. You're there in the action in the music industry, um, battling a little bit at the moment. But as we spoke about off air, you know, you, you're you're a Melbourne Storm supporter. Um, you know, you and you and Craig Bellamy, you, you guys are pretty close. You guys are buds. I think you'd be proud of your performance tonight. So we welcome you to the show, Dana, and uh, let's test out that voice. Little, you know, battling a little bit tonight. Yeah, like, um, I'm here, but I'm not. It comes and goes, but it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's holding in there for the moment, so we'll see how we go. All right, guys, let's dive into our DMs uh, and answer our listener question for the week. And the listeners want to know what our thoughts were from that last round in round three. So what was the most impressive performance for you, Dana? Mine's going to be that the Raiders came back from 20 on town against the Titans uh, and won it. I, I don't know how. I don't know what they got told and what. Uh, conversation they had at half time, but Jesus. <laughs> Well, Dana, I can I can probably uh, anyway. Well, I don't really have a, a, a curse button here, but Ricky Stewart uh, at halftime. If you walk in and you're down by twenty points, I could kind of imagine what that would look like. Shalice, you've been pretty successful in your career so far, so I don't know if you've had too many of these verbal sprays. But um, yeah, from all reports, Ricky Stewart, uh, you know, he he tore pain off the wall um, into those players. He definitely uh, put the fear of God in them, and they went out there and they played like um, well, they just had their contracts dangled in front of them so look it's it it just reminds you Dana that rugby league it's it's incredible game I mean you're 20 points up the Gold Coast are thinking about you know how many beers am I going to have tonight am I going to have one schnitzel two schnitzel how many clubs are we going to hit and then they just get absolutely steamrolled by the Canberra Raiders coming out of nowhere Um, little little standout there in the Canberra Raiders game Tommy Starling coming off the bench. Obviously, with Josh Hodson doing his ACL, um, sending our best wishes to Josh, that's going to make things very, very difficult, Canberra. But they started, you know, Matt Frawley there. Um, you know, you can just see what Ricky wants to do. He just wants to keep this little weapon on the bench in Tommy Starling. 
and the Titans just had no answer for it. You know, when their bigger forwards started to fatigue, Tommy came in and just tore them apart. It looks like it looks like the guy's playing touch football. So, you know, he's the next generation of Damian Cook there, Tommy Starling, and, uh, yeah, definitely helped the Raiders there to a dramatic uh, win. Um, Shalise, talk about dramatic win. I'm going to hand this one over to you because this was a weird and wonderful game. Yeah, uh, I've got to say Parramatta Eels, Ray Stone finishing that off. Putting it all on the line for that, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. You know, I, it, it's it's pretty incredible when you go back and you watch the footage. Uh, Dana's fuming because she's very uh, adamant that it's offside. Offside, it's robbery and all the challenges there. But um, you know, she, uh, these are the things that your coach talks about, isn't it? You know, the one percenters, the little effort errors. Uh, effort areas. I mean, you know, Ray could have been forgiven to just sort of sit back and just watch what was happening, but you know, he he, he just he committed to it, and, and obviously devastating for him as he does his ACL. But um, you know, for him to be there in that moment, that that's pretty special. And again, hate to say I told you so, but you know, gamble responsibly. But if you're following last week's show, I tipped everyone up on the Parramatta Reels to get the upset against the Melbourne Storm. So um, anyway, um, you know, I hope everyone got on there. Uh, look for me again, crazy round of football for me. The standout um, team, um, and it is a little bit of a surprise, um, was the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, led by my mate uh, Chad Townsend. You know, Chad arrived there at the North Queensland Cowboys with a lot of pressure on him, but he's been outstanding. And, um, you know, again, pressure everywhere. You know, Hamaso, uh, the hammer, you know, at fullback, there was a lot of unknowns as to how he would perform. Valentine Holmes, um, you know, he's on a big contract there. Young Tommy Dearden, you know, the, the, the young kid's been absolutely tortured in his rugby league career so far, but it's just great to see that, you know, they've really put the work in during the preseason. They look rock hard fit. And they're just relentless. They're relentless in attack. They're relentless in in defense. And, you know, they've got some pretty special um, players. Nanai there in the second row. Danny, you're you're smiling ear to ear because he's just announced that he's, uh, well, he's going to be eligible for the Queensland Maroons. He's turned down the opportunity to play for the Kiwis. So here we go again. Uh, more more challenges for the New South Wales Blues. But, um, you know, again, while all eyes are on Jason Tamalolo and what that looks like for the Cowboys, they have unearthed a very, very special player there. So North Queensland Cowboys are fantastic. Tommy did, and he's just been – you can just tell they've simplified his game, run the football, be dynamic. Um, yeah, he's, he's playing great football there. So Parramatta Reels, North Queensland Cowboys, and the Canberra Raiders, our standout performers from round three. All right, guys, let's dive into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's dive into round four. And, uh, well, one of our key feature games is the Cronulla Sharks coming up against my beloved Newcastle Knights. Now, guys, go easy on me here. I'm a little bit wounded. Um, I got a little bit overconfident. I have to admit, we were sitting first on the ladder. Um, I think I've got the screenshot in my gallery. Um, anyway, we'll see when the next time. Oh, that... oh, oh how many hours? You know, how many it, hours? It was, it was, Six. It, it was a, a very limited time. But uh, anyway, the screenshot does exist. But anyway, uh, Newcastle Knights, um, yeah, obviously handed uh, a bit of a reality check against the Penrith Panthers. Controversial um, circumstances there with the Mitch Barnett brain explosion. You know, I, I think it's been pretty well covered, but, um, you know, it definitely puts the Knights in a, in a difficult situation. Um, I feel 
feel like every team complains about their injury toll, but as a night supporter, the start of every season, it feels like we we lose three, four, five players. So again, um, not to injury, but through stupidity, um, that's a very, very difficult suspension um, and difficult one to swallow. Um, let's talk about more of the positives, though, and we'll flip it over to the other side, um, Shalise, and talk about the Cronulla Sharks because there's a little player there who's playing halfback who is just changing the way... I think about football. So, okay, you play with the Melbourne Storm, you're a good player, you play in a few different positions, probably underselling him a little bit. He, he did play outstanding football. But, I mean, for him to, to step into the Cronulla Sharks system, throw on the halfback jersey, it just feels like junior football where you've got all the jerseys in the bag, he goes in, he plucks it out, it's got the number seven jersey, throws it on, and he goes out and dominates the competition. I mean, Shalise, what, what what's happening here? Nico Hines, what a special player. Yeah, he's just he's dominating that position like it suits him perfectly. Um, I just think yeah, it's just perfect. He's playing amazing, and he's from my area, Central Coast. So, um, known personally, he's yeah, he's amazing on and off the field, just a superhuman. <laughs> he um he keeps you honest on the field too, because you know, let's be honest, there's a few older. Heads getting around there playing in the halves, and you know they're not exactly going to break uh, break the line or sort of cause too many challenges. Shalise, I, I guess one of the things that um, Nico Hines has about his game is if you don't play him honest in defence as a half, I mean this guy he, he's a, he's a born fullback. I mean he will cut you to pieces. So um, you know very very dynamic footballer there for the Cronulla Sharks and. You know, this team's battled for, for quite a few years, but, you know, what what were your thoughts when he went to Cronulla? Did you predict that he would be this successful? Uh, be honest. <laughs> um, I, no, I didn't. But, you know, uh, you don't know until it happens. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. He, um, and, and, and what is this, uh, this good guy uh, mentality? Because... You know, there are a lot of good people in rugby league, but you mentioned Nico's, um, you know, his, his, his backstory and where he comes from, and he's been, been very vulnerable about some of the challenges, but there's just something to it, isn't it? Like a lot yeah. of clubs now, there's a lot of talent out there, but I think they really are prioritising, you know, good human beings, people that can sort of come to the club, be great leaders. And, I mean, they haven't exactly won a competition yet, but, you know, as you mentioned, Jalise, talk a little bit about Nico Hines off the field because clearly it's making a difference already. Yeah, he's just a role model, for especially like well, to look up to um, on and off the field. Like, I don't know if you've heard, but he's had a bit of a rough growing up, but and he, he's vulnerable about it and he is proud of where he's come from. And he's just, yeah. Um, they're, they're, selling, yeah. they're selling a lot of number seven Cronulla Sharks jerseys, put it that way. And no, it, it, it's special, you know, his vulnerability around mental health. I think that's so important. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are sort of going through those challenges. You see Nico Hines come on your TV, show that level of vulnerability. I think that's, that's pretty special. And then, you know, he's recently sort of, you know, really died, um you know, being able to, you know, learn more about his culture, you know, there at the All-Stars, I think I think that was a pretty special thing and he spoke a lot about that. So pretty special. Dana, this all is sounding pretty difficult to deal with, um, especially as a Newcastle Knights fan because we're coming up against a different Cronulla Sharks team. I mean, look, Dana, last year we, we spoke about th- this is a football team that struggled to score points 
And 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 now Nico Hines, Dale Finucane comes in. I mean, Newcastle Knights defensively, they're really going to have to bounce back after what was a really disappointing defensive effort. Yes, we were down uh, to 12 men, but, you know, um, yeah, really need to work on that this week because Cronulla have got points in them. Uh, I think it's something that Newcastle needs to focus on is, uh, you know, being able to play that full 40 uh, consistently as well because I feel like, um, as much as some other clubs, like you, you play the first half and you're like, yeah, cool. And then you come into that second half and it kind of, you lose that momentum, you lose that, that spark or that, be able, that fight to be able to keep that defense up um, or turn it around and reiterate it with a really strong offense. So I think that's something that against uh, Cronulla, they're going to have to really fight for this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, look, over to the Newcastle Knights um, side, you know, at the time of recording, we were still trying to confirm whether Kalen Ponga will play. I, I think he sort of gets named most weeks and then pulls out. So it'll be very interesting to see whether Kalen can play. A um, little bit about Kalen Ponga for those that are new and um, I guess have been living under a rock. Pretty good footballer. So hopefully he can bring a different dimension. A um, little bit of, uh, you know, talking a little bit about his backup, Tex Hoy, sexy Texie. He has been, uh, he's been incredible, you know, really down on confidence last year, got battered and bruised. Um, but, you know, he's, he's had his, uh, he's had Andrew Johns there um, who sort of given him a bit of a cuddle, pulled him aside, simplified his game. And Tex has been really great. So look, he'll probably, um, you know, spend a little bit of time in Reggie's this year, but, but also might spend a little bit of time in, in, the, in that 17 because um, yeah, Tex, he, he looks pretty, pretty special. Anyway, we won't uh, praise him too much because another team will come and pick him up. But um, Tex Hoy, Kalen Ponga there, I think that's pretty important. Um, you know, the other thing that really stood out to me, Dana, about the Newcastle Knights is finally, finally, it looks like we've got the lock forward position modernised when it comes to rugby league. We have seen Victor Radley. We have seen Cam Smith. We've seen Isaiah Yo, We've seen Brandon Smith. We've seen the ability to have that um, third playmaker there in the lock position. For the Newcastle Knights, we're just slow learners. It took us a lot of time. We wanted that additional middle for years and years and years, finally, we give it to Kurt Mann. And he just cut Penrith Panthers to pieces last week in a badly beaten side. I thought he was outstanding. and just gives you a little bit of an indication as to, I guess, some offensive football that, you know, I guess we can play this year with Kurt finally playing some football there at lock forward. I think what's um, a benefit as well is, like, Newcastle does have such a young squad at the moment, like, 90%, like all of all the young guns that are coming through, they're all in their early 20s and late teens at this point. So, you know, he's 29, he's got some age on him, he's got some experience on him. And I think the ability to kind of strike through and strike forward and hit hard as well uh, is something that's going to be such a detriment against, um, like, that the Sharks are going to have to take into consideration when they're planning for this game because, like you said, he came out swinging against Par- um, the Penrith last week and it's just... I reckon once he gets going, he's he's on it, and he'll just keep going until someone strikes him down. So what I'm hearing is dynasty. So our, our, our team's young. Um, we've got a lot of good football ahead. So what I'm hearing is dynasty. So I'll just pencil that one down. Newcastle Knights dynasty over the next few years. Dynasty era. Dynasty uh, era. Yeah, let's let's see how that goes for for the mighty Newcastle Knights. Um, all right, guys. No sitting on the fence. Uh, time to get our our tips. Um, Dana, uh, Chalice, I think I know where you're going with this. Are we are we tipping against my beloved Newcastle Knights here? I'm seeing some nods. Cronulla Sharks. I'm going to go Newcastle because, like, despite. Losing last week, you played a really good. The first I watched the first half in between sets, and the first all I shot, and it was good. It was close, and it was good play. So I reckon you've got a shot if you play like that for the whole forty, uh, whole eighty minutes. We sweet. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I, I get the deciding vote then. I, I, of course, I'm going to tip. My underdog tip of the week is the Newcastle Knights here. <laughs> Look, we uh, we lose games we should win, um, definitely, but we win games that um, that we should probably lose. And this is going to be a tough game against the Cronulla Sharks. But, um, uh, you know, Newcastle, they, they've just, you know, they, they've definitely got the ability in the squad. And, you know, the Mitch Barnett situation would have left them stinging. Um, yeah, playing away from home. It's going to be difficult, but Newcastle Knights to win. All right, guys, let's flip it over now to a blockbuster game as we see on, well, to finish to round out Friday night, um, 8 o'clock there at uh, Blue Bet Stadium, gamble responsibly there in Penrith. The Penrith Panthers at home against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Dana, just as we start to think we've figured out this rugby league thing, the whole thing gets flipped on its head. What is going on with the South Sydney Rabbitohs? I mean, you know, the world is ending. Wayne Bennett's gone. Adam Reynolds has gone to the Brisbane Broncos. This team's hopeless. I guess we all kind of forgot that they've got Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker because they absolutely put it to the Sydney Roosters last week. I mean, you know, again, this is a team that, you know, this is the green final rematch. They, they were, they were, you know, four points away from, from ultimately winning a grand final. Um, talk to me a little bit about the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Did you predict that this, this um, turnaround would eventually happen? Um, yeah, thoughts on the Bunnies? It was one of those things that, you know, we all know they're a, they're a top, top four, top five squad. Um, you know, they obviously had a, had a rough week two when they lost Golden Point to Melbourne Storm but played really well, you know, to back it up, to prove that point that they're not, they're not screwed around. They're here to prove a point. They're here to make a statement and obviously they're here to get a granny. Um, you know, as much as I dislike various members of the squad, I can, you know, keep keep that aside to some extent uh, and, you know, hold up their attributes because Latrell Mitchell, you know, he is a fantastic player. He is a very good leader as well uh, on the field. He can command a play and it'll happen. Um, and I think that's something that's really important, especially against Penrith because they are so versed in everything they do and so structured uh, because they've all been playing together for so long. So I think, you know, the trails could be riding on it, but I reckon with Josh Mansour and Jack Cartwright, Cody Walker, Campbell Graham, they've got star-studded squad like Alex Johnson. I just think if they can pull it together and keep that momentum going, I reckon they've got a good shot to put the Panthers back in their place. Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting because um, you know I, I think you see a lot of. You see a lot of grand final teams that fall one short and automatically they just, they roll into the next season and they're sort of placed as, as sort of premiership favourites. It was definitely not the case with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Everyone thought the world was ending. But, you know, the South Sydney Rabbitohs are pretty easy to predict these days. I mean, if the Bunnies, you know, if Latrell Mitchell has a big moment in the game and he throws shade at the crowd, he scores a big try, a big moment you just know that South Sydney are going to go on and win. And, you know, when Luttrell's on, he's absolutely unstoppable. Um, so, look, you know, it's going to be incredible grand final replay. Now, Shalise, this probably brings back a little bit of uh, bad memories, but you're, you're telling us a little bit about your grand final loss last year. Talk to us a little yeah. bit about the mentality of the uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs because they would be absolutely stinging. This game would mean a little bit more. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your own, your own experiences in terms of losing a grand final. It stings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, last year I lost my grand final um, and we had beat them in the round game. So this year, you know, it just it brings us back <laughs> bigger and better, <laughs> wanting to have that. We have that hunger in us. Like, you know, it just it gives you that motivation. You, yeah, it's going to 
it's going to bring some hunger from, from SAS for sure. I can see you twitching there. It, it's hard for you to even talk about it. And, and that's exactly it. Like the South Sydney Rabbitohs players are going to be feeling the exactly the same way. So you look, if it's tight, you know, the back end of the first half towards the end of the game, um, you know, they'll, they'll find that little bit extra to try and um, prove a point. Cody Walker, um, circle him for possible man of the match game or responsibly after throwing that intercept pass, you know, you know, if the Rabbitohs, Dana, if the Rabbitohs had have won that grand final, Cody Walker, Cody Walker's individual try would have gone down in history because that was absolutely incredible. Um, he's starting to find some form. All right, guys, well, that's the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Let's flip it over uh, to, well, the defending premiers in the Penrith Panthers. We're hearing whispers that Nathan Cleary may or may not play. Dana, it kind of doesn't matter. You kind of feel like... You know, the Penrith Panthers are just going to go out to their junior nursery, you know, pick some 16, 17-year-old kid, throw a jersey on him, and he's going to go out there and be a star. But, you know, we do poke fun. But they, I guess the thing with the Panthers at the moment is they're, they they are starting to lose a couple of players. We're seeing that. But, you know, they're just not slowing down because some of their younger players, Isaac Tago, Taylor May, positive signs here for the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, I mean, you, you forgot Stephen Crichton and Dylan Edwards. They're the two that, you know, you've got to focus on as well because they are detrimental and they're very important to the club as well. Um, but, yeah, Penrith, they've like, these, like you said, they've got that reputation to be able to kind of withstand anything. Like, you know, last year, like most clubs, middle of the year, origin period, you know, you lose those top tier people who've lost people to origin. You know, you lose a couple of games, but you always come back. Um, just as hard, just as fast. And I've, I've said this from the get-go, Nathan Cleary is not Penrith Panthers. You've had him out for how long and you've still, you've still got that strong backup. And I think that's something that teams need to keep in mind and people need to keep in mind that just because your captain's out doesn't mean they're going to lose games because they've very clearly said that when, and shown that they're capable of winning games without Cleary on the field. So whether he's... Uh, declared to come back or not, I think they're, they're going to have a fight and keep that, want to keep that that winning streak alive. Shalise, it's not fair because I feel like if, you know, for the Newcastle Knights, if there's the slightest inconvenience, if it's a little bit humid, a little bit wet, uh, Maybe 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 the socks don't quite fit right. If there's any sort of adversity, you know, the Knights have sort of struggled my own club over the last couple of years. To, to Dana's point, what we're talking about here is the captain, the star playmaker, the halfback, the general. I mean, it's just incredible, isn't it? Nathan Cleary doesn't play. They have this incredible start to the, se- uh, to the season. You've got to be feeling confident. Um, you know, Shalise, I, I guess one player that I did want to highlight was his, um, his 5'8", his mate Jerome Luai. I mean... You could have an excuse for him sort of struggling a little bit at the start of the season, not having Nathan there, but he he's been playing fantastic. I mean, it just goes to show, pretty pretty special player. Yeah, well, it is a team sport. It's not a it's not a single person. Um, so yeah, the team you can do it without Nathan and Lua is an awesome player. So um, yeah, they're doing fine without Cleary. So whether he plays or not, I don't think it will matter. I think they're gonna defend their title so i love that and uh you know just he's uh just you know that's that's probably the attitude that jerome has as well he's like nathan nathan clear you know we're we're good here uh you know throw all the pressure on my back i've i've got this and uh 
Anyway, how good would it be to be a Penrith Panthers supporter right now? All right, guys, let's uh, let's do our predictions here. Grand final replay, um, rematch, sorry. It's uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, Penrith Panthers coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You know, if this hap- had have happened a week or so ago, um, you know, there certainly wouldn't be as much build-up and theatre to this game. But, you know, the Rabbitohs put the cleaners through the Roosters. Panthers will be welcoming, welcoming back now, Cleary. Um, Dana, interested in your thoughts on this one? Because this could go either way. I, yeah, like it could go either way. And I think that's something that it's going to be a good game to watch. And Friday night prime time is exactly where this game belongs. But um, despite all odds, um, I'm actually going to go the Rabbitohs because I think that they've got, they've got a point to prove um, more than anyone else, especially, you know, Latrell did play that grand final. He was suspended. So he's that extra element is something that I don't think Penrith are expecting or know how to handle. So I'm going Rabbitohs. Shalice? I think I'm going to go with Dana. Um, yeah, they've got that that hunger, like <laughs> I've talked about, um, losing last year in that grand final. So they've got that motivation, that hunger. And, again, they've got Latrell. So, yeah, I'm going to ask. Yeah, when things go wrong, how easy it's just like, where is Latrell Mitchell? Let's just get him the football. I mean, you know, you can you can just throw out all these complicated playbooks. Let's just get the football to Latrell and let's win a football game. Uh, look, for me, I, I can't tip against the Penrith Panthers at the moment, but the Rabbitohs do scare me a bit. They just, you know, the, the Rabbitohs have the ability to lose this, uh, to win this game by 20 or lose it by 20. They, they're a little bit all over the place. They're still trying to find themselves. But if Cody Mitchell, uh, if Cody Walker, sorry, and Latrell Mitchell are on, um, they're going to be very hard to stop. But Pan- Penrith Panthers for me, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, look, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say Penrith Panthers 13, 13 plus here. I think they put in a real dominant performance. All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, guys, well, let's finish off the remaining games here in Rapid Fire. And uh, look, on Thursday night to open up the round uh, at Seabus Super Stadium, we see the Gold Coast Titans coming up against the West Tigers. Now, Again, I mean, how many times can you yell at a football team before, uh, you know, I guess the message gets a little bit flat? Um, you know, the Gold Coast Titans blowing that lead against the Canberra Raiders. I mean, that is just unforgivable. Um, so Justin Holbrook, um, you know, you're torn. You know, do you make them run up hills for the majority of the week and fatigue them out for the game? Probably not, but uh, probably, you know, behind the scenes, um, you know, and, and look, you know, these, these guys are professionals. They know that wasn't good enough. And it just defies belief. You watch that first half and you think, you know, the Gold Coast Titans, they could compete with the very best, best um, you know, teams in the competition. AJ Brimson, he's returned like a house on fire. But that second half, that was really, really soft. Um, you saw some really, really poor decisions being made in defense. And I guess what was a little bit concerning is you, you saw some soft inside shoulders, like some arms tackles. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty disappointing there. So, um, yeah, Titans will be pretty keen to win this one. West Tigers, wow, I mean... Again, you know, this was a story at the start of the season. How long is Madge Maguire going to last there at the West Tigers? I'm not about calling for people's jobs, but I guess it's just the obvious situation. The Tigers need to start winning. They're the only team that hasn't won a football game. Um, again, you know, go back and listen to our earlier episode here at Mojo. We spoke about some of the legends in the game and what they've been able to achieve. I think the West Tigers, 
it's just really frustrating at the moment. You just, you know, their, their connection, their love for the game, their love for the jersey, I just don't see it. And they're absolutely desperate for Adam Dewey to, to return. So without Adam Dewey, um, Titans win that game and bounce back after what was an incredibly crazy loss in the previous round. Uh, all right, well, let's fire through now to Saturday uh, where the New Zealand Warriors take on the, the Brisbane Broncos. Wow, guys, this this is difficult. I mean, we kind of put our heads together to try and win, uh, try and figure out who's going to win this game. You know, Brisbane Broncos, not a top four team. Everyone got a little bit excited about things improving there for the Broncos, but again, still very much a younger team, still finding their way, and they do have these uh, these moments in them. Um, I think one of the things that Kevy will be most disappointed about uh, from their last start loss in in the Queensland Derby was their defence. Um, it's something they've really been focusing in on. The Brisbane Broncos, they've always been able to score points. That's not the issue. They need to find that, that tough edge and they need to be able to keep the Warriors down. Um, so for me, it's going to be interesting, this one. Um, whoever Whoever's leading at halftime wins this game. I'm going to lean towards the Brisbane Broncos. A little bit of pressure starting to be applied to the New Zealand Warriors there in Nathan Brown. Um, you know, kind of there's been a, you know, a little bit of sympathy towards the club, obviously, with the COVID situation, playing away from home. But, you know, you look at this roster and there's no excuses for this team to not be competitive. So, look, this is a, a must-win game for the Warriors. But for me, um, yeah, there's, there's just so much strike power here for the Brisbane Broncos. I've got them leading at halftime and holding on there for a narrow victory. All right, fast forward now to Glenn Willow Oval. Ah, don't you love that? As the as the footy goes out, Bush goes out to Mudgy as we see the Manly Ringer Seagulls take on the Canberra Raiders. Um, what is going on there at Manly? I mean, we just saw the most historic performance last season with Tommy Trevojevic. We kind of predicted here at Mojo Sports that no one has ever been able to back that up. You go out and you have a historic performance, then next year you're going you're gonna to struggle. But I guess no one saw this coming. Uh, I guess the positive is they got on the board last week uh, with a very narrow escape there against the Canterbury Bulldogs. But, yeah, Manly really need to find find something here. Look, coming up against the Canberra Raiders, very much, uh, look, a very much, you know, an up-and-down football team that was best demonstrated by uh, last week. Um, only playing in patches at the moment. Jack Whiten um, is definitely um, a player to watch. He looks in, he looks red hot, um, he looks in red-hot form, uh, very, very fit, very, very physical. And I think what's great about Jack is young Schneider, the the young half coming through, he's been outstanding. He's been able to take a little bit of pressure off Jack. And, you know, if you simplify Whiten's game, which is just to run the ball, be aggressive, uh, be physical, that's where you see the best out of him. So, look, difficult one here. Look, I, I might go I might go an upset here. I'm going to go the Raiders. Uh, Manly haven't shown anything yet. Everyone's anticipating them to really have a break out performance, but until I see it, um, Canberra Raiders, Ricky Stewart, he's got the he's got the blowtorch on these players each and every week as they try and really um, you know rebuild this franchise on the run. All right, guys, uh, continuing there, our last game on Saturday uh, Saturday night seven thirty as we see the North Queensland Cowboys sitting second. On the ladder, who would have thought that? Todd Payton, uh, happy days up there, coming up against the Sydney Roosters, who battered, bruised, embarrassed after you know what was an interesting performance. Guys, Dana, Shalisa, it, it, this isn't the Sydney Roosters that we know. They are inconsistent. They're sort of not turning up defensively. There are concerns. I mean, there's a little bit of part of me that, that wonders whether Trent Robinson's actually secretly loving this because it's a little bit of a coaching challenge. I mean, he kind of, you know, picks apart, you know, oh, you know last week we only won by 12, 12 points, Dana. 
woe is us. But, you know, he's got a real challenge uh, at the moment in terms of coaching this team because, yeah, a lot of inconsistency in this team at the moment. Yeah, I think um, what I'm most excited for about this game is the uh, battle of the fullbacks. So you've got James Tedesco, who's holy grail, everyone falls at his feet for his existence. Um, up against Scott Drinkwater, but Scott's got some serious skills within him. And, you know, ex-Melbourne kid went up to to Queensland, to the Cowboys, to prove himself. And I think he has. And I just am very excited because they're two completely different body builds as well and two completely different playing styles. So I'm excited to see how they face up against each other in this match. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I also like the look of Jason Tamalolo. Like at what point does he just go, you know what, I'm bigger, stronger than anyone on this football field. I'm just going to take this whole thing over. And, you know, respectfully, he's a great player. But, again, a little bit of pressure on him to have that have that dominant performance. And, you know, why not against the Sydney Roosters? So, again, I'm, I'm, going, to keep the, I'm going to keep the upsets rolling. I'm going to go to the North Queensland Cowboys here. Tommy Dearden, um, you know, with that running attack, Chad Townsend, um, you know, pulling the strings there. Uh, and the Roosters, who knows, at the moment, very, very inconsistent, which is very uh, – that's not Roosters football. Uh, Cowboys to win that one up there in Queensland. All right, guys, let's move through to uh, – well, Dana, you can take away this last block. Uh, we've got some we've got some cracking games here on Sunday. And, again, your beloved football team's involved. Yeah, so Storm's at 4 o'clock at home against the, uh, the Bulldogs, and I'll be at the game. I'll be screaming as much as I can if I get my voice back. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. This is this is the first game. Obviously, it's I think it's the only matchup they have. But uh, at home, having Josh Adokar in a blue jersey instead of a purple one, I think is going to be a uh, really interesting. Um, you know, I, I've again battle of the wingers. I'm like you got Xavier Coates who's taken over his spot. Uh, is Dave if he plays this weekend? Uh, if not, Serena Smith, who that kid has got some incredible talent. Um, you've seen him come through, and he's just. He knows where to be and when to be there. Um, so if if Zave's out again this week because he was pulled last minute, um, Remus Smith will be able to step up. But, again, you're going to see that that if Josh is going to excel against his old club because, you know, it's a different dynamic. It's the Bulldogs. It's not Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting lineup. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Shalise, just quickly, um, how many days do you reckon it took Craig Bellamy to start talking to his players again after that loss against Parramatta? Are we thinking it was one day, two days? Was it even three days before Craig Bellamy started talking to his players again? He would have been absolutely filthy that he lost that game. I've, I'm a little bit worried for the Bulldogs here. This could be this could be a big bounce back here from the Storm. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> if it was me, I still wouldn't be talking to him. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. He's got a good It'll be yeah, got a good spray in him, doesn't he? And uh, look, he, he's angry when they're winning. So um, anyway, I'd, I'd love to be in a few. Uh, I'd love to be at a few training sessions this week across the competition. There's a few coaches that are a little bit unhappy. Um, no, look, that that's going to be a cracking game. I think we're all nodding along to the Melbourne Storm winning that one. All right, Dana, take it away. You've been very brave here, uh, battling through. Craig Bellamy would be very proud of your effort there. Very Melbourne Storm like. Um, Parramatta Reels Dragons. This is, um, yeah, again, it looks like it. you look at the lineup and you're like, okay, it's a very easy parameter win. But I think the Dragons are on the up. Um, ben Hart's been playing really well. Um, Cody Ramsey as well. I think if they can kind of bound together as a, as a squad, then they actually got a really good chance. Um, but obviously with Parramatta's performance last week, um, as much as I was I disapprove of the other final try and made the, made the game. But, uh, you know, you can't go past Clint Gutherson and Dylan Brown, the combination between the two of them. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting to, to see where they're coming from. And obviously, 
Mitchell Moses is just such a playmaker in the Parramatta side that you can't kind of skim over it. You can't dismiss them um, as much as, you know, people like to because Parramatta is one of those clubs that a lot of people like to hate. So, um, but, yeah, I'm excited and, you know, it could, I think it could go either way if the Dragons really push themselves. Um, they'll, they'll have a good chance, but I think I'm still going to tip Parramatta. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have tonight, Chalice. Uh, great. Welcome to Mojo Sports. An incredible debut week. Great to have you as, as part of the team here. Um, again, supporting the Sydney Roosters. So um, we'll see how that goes um, this week as they, well, they face a really interesting battle against North Queensland Cowboys. Dana, brave performance tonight. We do appreciate it. Please don't be yelling and screaming at the Melbourne Storm game as they take on the Canary Bulldogs. Maybe just you know, continue to text in, in the group chat. Let, let's, let's go with that. And hopefully I've got something to... Uh, to chat about as the Newcastle Knights face the Cronulla Sharks up the mighty Newcastle Knights and to our listeners thank you for um, well for continuing to support the NRL show two episodes each and every week Uh, next week we've got a couple of special announcements with two new panel members um, starting here so uh, really ramping things up here we do appreciate your support continue to download the podcast share with family and friends and until next week we'll catch you then You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.